Welcome to Two Side Outdoors. Your hunting, camping, fishing, survival techniques, and everything outdoors. Enjoy the podcast. So here we are. Okay, cool. So, today's episode, basically, all we're going to be talking about is, I guess, everything catfish or all sorts of things like that. So I have Joseph from the 928 Flathead Boys on here. If you want to introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, Joseph Lugo from uh, 928 Flathead Boys uh, right here in Yuma, Arizona. Born and raised in Winter Haven, California, and moved over here into Yuma probably officially in 2012. And, you know, been an AZ resident since and been pretty much fishing uh, ever since I can remember when I was a baby. So here I am. Awesome. So what made you decide to create this Facebook group? You know what, man? Um, There's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a crazy backstory. So, I had been thinking about doing it for, you know, for, for quite some time. And I didn't, I was kind of a late, I don't know about late bloomer on Facebook, but I didn't get Facebook till probably about, I want to say 2013, 14. And I was totally against it, whatever. And finally just decided to go out and get one and, you know, started reuniting with old friends. And then I started following different pages and forums and I started seeing what, um, you know, what social media can do mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, how far it can reach out and, and so I was on one of the local forums and I just decided one day, you know what, man, I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, selling tackle. I had all the right hookups and, you know, I got tired of, uh, paying all the high prices out of town and, you know, here locally, nothing, nowhere had any of the stuff that we use, you know, for the heavy, you know, the heavy game, the flathead stuff. So, no, yeah. You know, so I, I reached out to my, to my resources, to my vendors and my people that I know back East and they, they started sending me stuff and. You know, so I had nowhere to post it. This was before, you know, pre, you know, 928 Boys page. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting blocked in, off of one of the forums because they said that's, that I was flooding the page, which I wasn't. You know, I was following guidelines, but... No, yeah, it's like I a lot of them. Out. They don't like it when yeah, you start yeah. posting stuff to sell. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, you know, it was like, like I said, I wasn't going too crazy with it, but apparently it was. So I said, okay, and... You know, one thing led to another, and, and I thought, man, my sales went down, and you know, so I thought, you know what, enough's enough. It's time. My wife says, you know, why don't you do your own thing? You're you're ready. You got the experience. You got the mm-hmm. hookups. Do it. You know. So, I I started it, and once I started selling, my my initial uh, you know investment was I don't even remember it was like a bill and a half, and in three days it was paid off. Oh dang! You know, and then I was out of product. <laughs> so, it started going quick you know, yeah it started going quick so yeah so long story short by me getting banned from that forum or group whatever you call it it motivated motivated me enough to do 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 my own thing and no it was just that, am, that little you know? kick in the butt basically it was like hey get it going yeah and, and it was just like you know this is such a small town to be doing that to people you know and and you know I, I'm, I'm not going to be negative i don't post nothing negative and i'm not i don't push negativity you know but no yeah it was just like it was just like okay you know that's that was uncalled for but you know what i'm a winner and i'm going to come out on top regardless and, and i'm going to take this as motivation and, and let's run with it you know and, and it took off it really took off no, that's cool <laughs> no, that's funny it's like how like I, I told you about like one of my coworkers is related to you 
Uh-huh. And it's like that yep. one day, it's like we were talking to another coworker about fishing stuff, and he was like, oh, yeah, just hit, hit up this guy. And I was like, you know this guy? He was like, oh, yeah, it's my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you said that, and I'm like, yeah, definitely small world, man. You know, it's small world, but small town, you know? Oh, no, yeah. And it's 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 one of those things where, you know, you know the right people, or well, even the wrong people will get you pointed in the right direction sometimes. Sometimes, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just got to roll with uh roll with it and i'm a positive vibe as you can see on the page you know i'm oh no yeah positive vibe that's how i live my life and you know I'm, I'm just enjoying every bit of it you know see it's like for me looking at, at your page and stuff honestly your page is pretty cool it's like i've everybody down there like it's such there's so much interaction between all the members yeah and and yeah you know I have a core group of members that are active, as you can see, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're always on there. We have great conversations and, you know, sometimes we'll start talking crap to each other and we'll just go back, but it's, it's all good. It's all, no, it's like game. all good banter basically between each other. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll get guys that haven't really interacted in a while. They'll come on, they'll get in on it. And, you know, you get a lot of, a lot of newbies and I appreciate all the newbies that are on the page that, and when I say newbies is, you know, guys that just started fishing that, you know, maybe they fish. You know, when they were little, they haven't fished too much. Maybe they're fresh, they're new at it, mm-hmm. or maybe they fished, you know, trout or nothing but bass, and they're getting into the, to the to the flathead and catfish world, and you know, they get on there, and and I don't I don't feed off it because I think that's a that's a bad word, you know. No, yeah. I just I I roll with it and and I use that to spread what I know and what everybody else knows on the page to help those guys out and to help them you know, get better and educate them on the game, you know? No, yeah. It's like me. So I've never really fished for flatheads before. I've only okay, been yep. doing mainly trout, bluegill, and channel cats here and there. Yeah. And bass, hit or miss whenever I can try and get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like that That there is just like uh, trying to figure something out new, but it's yep. pretty exciting too, though. Yeah, I, I grew up you know, we, we did nothing but bass fishing growing up, me and my brother and, you know, my dad. And obviously I learned everything from my dad and, you know, my brother, you know, as I got older. And, and my dad was always a catfish. I mean, they used to catfish back in the days and, you know, back. And that was back in the days when there was a lot more water around here and there was a lot more, you know, fish and bait fish. And, you know, you could go out and just catch bait like nothing anywhere, you know. And, oh, no, yeah. That's like as my dad, you know. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and as my dad got older, you know, he... He started getting into the bass fishing and pushing the bass fishing with us. And, and you know, one day I just, I think I was 20 years old, and I went out to uh, Martinez Lake, and we camped out out there with some family and friends, and I got hooked onto a big flathead. And ever since then, man, since the year 2020, you know, 23 years later, here I am, just hardcore. That's all I all I think about is flathead. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So. No, yeah, it's like for me, for me, I was, I was going to say that, so I grew up in Southern California area and that area is there's, it's a good drive to multiple like freshwater areas out there. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it is just trout, bass, channel cats, Mm -hmm. whenever they stock it, same with trout and Mm -hmm. some of those little green, like bullhead catfish, the tiny little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like I remember oh, one time, oh no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time fa- fishing at um, Lake Paris with with my dad. We were on okay. one side there that had nothing but rocks, and I was just digging. Mm-hmm. I, I was probably fifteen, just digging in some of the rocks right there. Stuck a line in there, and this was just up on the shore, about like 
five feet in. So I just dug down until mm-hmm. I got water. Stuck a line in there and pulled a catfish out of there. Oh, nice. And I was like, nice. what the hell? There's there's no nothing here. Why the heck is a catfish stuck way back here in these rocks? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Well, it's, it's, it's funny how sometimes, you know, things like that happen and, I don't know, maybe open your eyes or just change your, you know, what you want to do or what you, you know. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's like I've had other experiences with catfish as well. Fishing more northern California, Lake Isabel area. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. The Kern River. And same thing. I was out there. What was I? There was like a little cove area that we were in. And um, fishing for catfish. Caught one. Brought it up. This thing started squirming like crazy. Snapped off the mm-hmm. line. And mm-hmm. you know how catfish have those barbed fins? Yeah, yeah. One of those barbs went right through my knee. Oh, yeah. How big were what? So I'm assuming it was a channel cat? Yep, channel cat. That barb was probably about two inches. Yep. Right through my knee, and, like, it pierced my, my swim shorts, mm-hmm. through me, and out my shorts again. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it probably burned and stung. And, oh, no, I didn't feel it because I was the, the adrenaline from catching a fish. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. there was another fisherman passing by that had some pliers, so I was able to cut it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And pull it through, and then I was just like, damn, my yeah. leg's bleeding. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Those, uh, those little channel cats like that, they... They have those barbs, and they got kind of like a hook in them. And when they go inside you, you know, you can't pull can't them back out. <laughs> no, you, you can't. I mean, you can you can rip them out if you. But there's sometimes you can't pull them out. Oh no, that's what know? I said. This was through my shorts, through me, and out. So I was just like, well, I'm gonna tear basically the line of my my knee if I pull it right back out. <laughs> yeah, really. Who was I watching? I was watching a YouTube uh, channel one day, and this guy was uh, wearing his Crocs and. They were walking through the rocks and stuff like that, out wading, fishing, and all of a sudden he jumps out of the water. And they're like, what? He throws his crock off, and there's a catfish on the bottom of his crock. He stepped on it. Oh, shoot. And how that fin went right through his crock, and it barely poked him on the bottom of the foot, but it was able to, he was able to kick it off just in time. Oh, yeah. But it went right through his, his crock. And, I mean, it was kind of a – it, it, it would have sucked if it would have really got him, but it was – it was pretty funny after you know realized what happened. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like a little harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> those guys, I'm telling you, man, it's a trip. Those little channel cat man. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so, but definitely, man, it's uh, the catfishing game. It's it's addicting, bro. Oh no, and it's like right now, as soon as it's starting to heat up, everything seems to be biting right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, Right now, they're the bite with this weather, and it's not so much the weather. The weather has a lot to do with it, but it's mainly the obviously the water temperatures, you know. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're so active. Right now, there was over 500 pounds of flathead caught in my catfish tournament this past weekend. Let's see, know? that, that and, was another thing that I was going to ask you. So, right? with with this tournament that just happened, kind of mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it, and then what's going on with like future if there's going to be future tournaments. Well, every spring now. I throw a, I call it the spring, 928 spring flat, 928 flathead boys spring tournament, and it's um it's open to the public, and you don't you don't have to be, just a page member or know me or anything. It's literally open to the public. I have guys from out of town, you know. I had two guys come from San Diego, <clears throat> excuse me, two guys come from Phoenix. Uh, I had a couple come from Raleigh. Oh wow! I think I had one from yeah one from Blythe, you know, and and. Like I said, I, I do it every uh, I do it every spring, and it's um, 
I get awesome prizes. It, it's a hundred percent payout. You know, uh, top two top two places get you know get a cash payout, and then like I said, I do raffle tickets. I do mm-hmm. prizes. I I think with this one, I had a total of I want to say thirty five prizes. Oh dang! And it's it's prizes from top people like Whisker Seeker, Tackle, you know, Muddy River Catfish, and he's one of my big big guys, big resources. And he's just actually he's a little guy, but he's one of my big resources. And you know, I get Demon Dragon from you know from the the what is it Tackle Bandits guys. I had some, um, I think I had some I had some Mad Cat stuff in there. So it's not just your little average tournament. I mean, it's it's getting to be really big. I had more entries last year, last spring than I did this one. But I've also noticed a fall off on a lot of the beginners that started fishing last year. They're either busy or maybe they lost interest. I don't know. I just I just don't see them like I did, you know, last year. Yeah. You know, but so every year, you know, I try to throw at least two or three per summer and then one during the fall. Um, I don't have any dates yet on future tournaments just yet. Usually my summer tournaments are kind of a whim. Maybe I'll give about a month's notice. You it's know? like a hit or miss kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and it depends, too. There's a, there's another series of tournaments that's going around by the Yuma Valley Rod and Gun Club. Yeah, I've seen and, that. With with that one, and you know I'm not gonna bash on nothing or not, you know nobody like that. I'm not I'm not gonna go that route. I'm not taking this that route. But you know it's for members only, which is cool. You know you sign up, you get you get that permission, that access to fish that tournament. Mm-hmm. By all means, go for it, man. But with mine, you know I open it up to the public. You know and and I don't, you know the one thing that's for sure is nothing goes into my my uh, my my business. You know anything that I bring in from the tournament. You know, as far as like fees, you know, entry fees, um, you know, prizes, you know, raffle prize money, that doesn't go in. So it all goes back and, to whoever put in. Yeah. So as far as like the angler entry fee, that goes back to the first and second winners, and then any prize uh, money that I get from selling raffle tickets that gets donated to my son's baseball team. Oh, that's and, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Last year, yeah, last year's uh, prize raffle money I donated to my daughter. I have a daughter that has a rare disease. And I donated uh, any proce- proceeds from the raffle to that, you know, foundation for that. It's a small foundation, but, you know, they're, they're just picking it up and they're running with it. So I like to do my part to uh, help out with what I can. No, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, a pretty good thing. It's, it's, it's all, I don't make nothing, nothing off of it. It's just, just what I make in sales from my tackle that I have, you know, and that's about it, you know. So it's, it's a good little thing that I got with these tournaments, man, and they're fun. They, I mean, I had so many people, bro. You know, asking me when's the next one, when the next one. And I'm like, dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm so burnt from this one. You know, I don't even want to think about tomorrow. But you know, now that I'm rested, and you know, I'm I'm gonna go up and do some fishing in New Mexico this weekend. And once I get back, and no, yeah, I seen that on, on on Facebook that you were posting about that. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's like a trip of a lifetime that I take. I take it twice a year, and then I ended up fishing a tournament over there every September. I fish with them. This year it's in August, and. And out it's there, so it's, it's blue cats, no? Yeah, blue cats. Uh, I'm going uh, Friday. We're going to hit flathead, so we're going to hit the Rio Grande, and we're going to hunt for some big flathead blows. So oh, dang. Stay tuned on the page Friday, man. You might see some some, some monster fish. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I hope <laughs> <laughs> um, So do you have any favorite fishing brands or, or gear that you usually recommend besides, like, some for of the me? stuff that you also sell? Uh for me, rod-wise, it's monster. Uh, it's uh, muddy river catfishing all day. Um, 
I started selling uh, Muddy River Catfish, and he's Chris Flores. I don't know if you've, you've seen him on YouTube. He's uh, Muddy River Catfish on YouTube. And I reached out to him a couple years ago and, you know, asked him what kind of heat deal he can do for the small guys. And I know, you know, so my, my orders aren't going to be much, maybe 10 to 20 rods per order, which apparently that's a good size order. Oh, dang. And he says, hey, bro, I can do anything you want, man. He's like, if you want to order 20 rods, cool. you want to order one rod, cool. I'll give you the same price on each rod. So I'm like, really? He's like, just, you know, sell what, what I sell at my price, and that way I'm not in competition with you. He's like, well, we're good, you know. And so then placed the order, and he sent them out to me, and I started using them. And, man, I've been I've been hooked since. I, I, I tried another brand last summer just to try, but I this year went back. I'm looking at my rod rack right now, and all I see is Muddy River rods, you know. <laughs> as far as, like, uh, tackle, it's to me it's all about Whisker Secret Tackle you know, and the Demon Dragon uh, products made by, um, you know, Tackle Bandit. And for, like, lead, I do everything in-house. I make all the all my weights, you know. Yeah, I seen that the other day on Facebook Live. You were sitting there making those. Yep, yep. I've been making weights now for about six years and finally decided to put them, put them to use, and here, I, here it is, you know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. One thing with, like, say with catching a lot of these larger catfish and stuff mm -hmm. a lot of them i've seen some people that that keep them the large cats mm -hmm. but then there's other people that just catch take a picture let it go what's what's your take on that well i'll kind of break it down you know it's not and it doesn't take rocket science either you know if you see uh so personally you know i'll go on to that in a minute but personally i release the big ones you know, anything over 10 pounds to 12 pounds I release and I rarely rarely bring catfish home I got a 11 year old son that loves eating catfish and if he says dad I want some catfish nuggets well guess what <laughs> son gets catfish nuggets that next day you know and but as far as anything big I think the last big one I brought home was probably maybe 35 and that was right before my dad passed away and I kind of wanted to brag to him and show him and that was one of the last big fish that I caught you know mm-hmm um, but we ended up frying it and we all ate it, the whole family, and, you know, kind of gave my dad a good going away type fish fry and he enjoyed the crap out of it. So, you know, I don't regret that one. But, you know, personally, like I said, I'll, I'll throw the big ones back. I won't even hesitate, you know. And, like, when I go fishing with Chris, like anything over sudden, we, I mean, we all, we throw them back. Any flatheads, we throw back, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you catch a 30-pound flathead compared to a 10-pound flathead, and they're both full of eggs. Which one's going to have more eggs? The larger one. Exactly. Think about it. And that's and, and if you want to get into the science, you know, about it, which I've done, and I know, you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of egg, you know, difference. So, I mean, you know, you want to keep the population growing, and I'm all about that. Oh, no, you it's know, conservation it's, right there. Exactly. And you would want more eggs out there when they... When, they, when it's spawning season, you would want them to lay more eggs, you know, than, than less eggs. So, obviously, throw the bigger ones back. And then, obviously, those bigger ones have great genes. They mm -hmm. get it that far. You know, people have, you know, caught and released those big ones. And look where they're at. And you want those big ones to keep their genes in the gene pool. Just like with deer. You know, you get into an area where there's some big monsters, you know. I mean, that's obviously got a good area with good gene pool, you know. No, and yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing with flatheads. Same exact thing. It's so, like the the way I see it is like a lot of those larger fish are the breeders, basically, and 
in order to get more fish of that same quality, you got to let those guys yeah. go. Yeah. And, 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 you know, with that being said, at the same time, I'm not going to harp on anybody if I see anybody bring home a big fish, you know? That's like, yeah, it's I'm, like to each their own, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Everybody, I've expressed my opinion. I've expressed how I feel. If other people feel this different, that's that's perfectly fine. Because guess what? At the end of the day, who pays for that fishing license? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you buy a fishing license, that's what they have regulations for. That's what they have size limits for. That's what they have quantities, lim you know, limits for. Mm -hmm. For that specific reason. Nowhere in the regulations does it say, you know, we don't have slot fish around here. You know, you, you go up to like Florida, you know, and you're, you're, you're fishing for redfish, you know, the red drums. They have slot fish or slot seasons where you can only catch them if they're so big, but they can't be this big. You yeah. Know? And there's nothing like that for catfish. So I don't buy your license. You don't buy mine. So I'm not going to harp at you just like you don't harp at me. You know? Yep. I yep. have my opinion and leave it at that, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. So, but, but it's always a, it's always an argument though. It's always, I see it online and. Oh, no. Yeah. People are going left and right at stuff like that. And. Sometimes yeah, it's just I, like, I wanna, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to throw my two cents in there, but I leave it. I let them, and I just sit there, and I laugh, and I'm like, this is not going to get anywhere. Just shut up already, you know? <laughs> but it is what it is. Okay, so now it's another another questions. Um, best Some of your best baits that you'd say for, for fishing. Oof, man. By far, all day, live bluegill and live tilapia. So this this past weekend, I caught I think two or three, and all the ones that I missed, I missed a lot for some reason, and every single one of them was off live tilapia. Oh, nice. Yeah, we uh, it's crazy because during the beginning part of the season, early April, late March, we were catching them off of nothing but cut bait, you know, and we tried some cut bait. We took out a bunch of cut bait this past tournament, and we didn't get a single bite. It was, it was, we landed, I think, five or six on the boat, and every single one of them was off live tilapia and live bluegill. But my bait of choice all day, live bluegill and live tilapia, man. It never fails me. Never fails. What are your thoughts on, like, people using goldfish? Uh, goldfish work. They, 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 uh, they, a lot of people have used goldfish, and they've been using goldfish for years, you know. You just gotta, you just gotta pay attention to the regulations where you can and can't fish with goldfish or salties, you know, the black mm -hmm. salties. Which are pretty much the same, um, but yeah, I mean those are solid baits. I mean I even use them sometimes if I don't have time to to catch bait, you know, or whatnot, or I'm out of cut bait. No, yeah. You know I'll get a hold of I'll get a hold of David Coon for some salties, or you know the the highway bait shop for some goldfish, and you know hey I'll have luck with them, you know. That's that's like uh, what I I grew up on. Like me and my dad, we'd go fishing to Blythe area, the backwaters back there. Yeah. Oh, damn, big, big fish right there. And we'd use goldfish, and me, I guess mm -hmm. I, I may have been too impatient as a kid when we would go. I never yeah. caught anything on goldfish. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. They, they work, man. They're good. They're, they're good bait. They're, they're, you know what? When I go over to Imperial and I fish over in, like, Calipat and Brawley area, I catch a lot of majority off of those goldfish, it seems like. You know, so I'll take a good handful of them when I, when I go out. Even if I have bluegill or tilapia. I'll make a trip down to the bait shop and hey, can I get a half a dozen goldfish? You know, mm -hmm. because it never fails. I'll end up, I'll end up knocking one down off of that goldfish. It's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> never give up on those, buddy. No, that's why I'm, I'm keep on trying. I know maybe th this weekend I might might go out fishing. So I'm I'm off Saturday. There so <laughs> well, there you go. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. 
Um, something else. So I remember I had talked to you about hunting on, on Facebook Messenger for a bit. So yep. got to ask that question again. So Stand it. do you hunt local? Uh, local as in, yes, I do, but I hunt on the California side. I hunt on the reservation, the Cochon Reservation. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been hunting there. Well, I grew up hunting out there. And then when I moved into Yuma, became an Arizona resident, I kind of stopped hunting for a couple years. And then four years ago, I started hunting out on the reservation. And so far, uh, I'm four for four on the reservation. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yep, yep definitely. Nothing big, but they're they're out there. Oh, no. A lot of times, like, you don't have to have a, a big deer, usually a fork and horn or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just fill the freezer for that little bit of meat. I, I usually donate everything that I get. I give it away. I, I kept a little bit this year, but usually for the most part, um, I give it away to buddies or if, you know, some of my buddies don't want it, I'll give it to some kind of charity that takes it, you know. Oh, it's cool. crazy because a, a lot of those charities, charities sometimes are kind of picky. They're like, well, and it's like, look, do you want it? It's free meat. It's game meat, you know. <clears throat> I get it. A lot of people don't like game meat, but, I mean, it's free. It's a donation. And it's Take like if it. they don't like the flavor, honestly, just season it different. <laughs> You know, the thing I tell people is if you don't like the flavor of venison, throw that SOB in the crock pot and you're set. You got you, you just basically got yourself a beef roast. You know, oh, no, right yeah. There. There's no difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that before. I've had a buddy of mine actually give me a, a deer, deer backstrap steak. Yeah, yeah. And it had a little bit of, like, silver skin on it and stuff, so I was like, eh, let me clean that off. Season it up, mm-hmm. threw it on the smoker. Took it off. That was some pretty good meat right there. Yeah, you can't go wrong with backstrap, man. It's so tender and juicy, and mm-hmm. as long as you see it right, and you, you know you you bleed it right, man, you got yourself a great steak right there. Definitely. Do you have any crazy fishing stories? Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do, and it involves my New Mexico fishing trip. You oh, wow. have seen the video. I'm on YouTube over this video. I don't know if I've seen it or not yet. Go to uh, go to Buddy River Catfishing and on YouTube, or even go scroll down on the page. I think I highlighted it on one of the top uh, deals on the on the page. But um, so I go over to New Mexico two years ago, first time ever fishing over there for blue cats, and you know I tell Chris, uh, I said, hey, very first blue catch I catch, ca- blue cat I catch, it's gonna be my PB. He says, you serious? <laughs> he's like, never call us. Never. He's like, all right, man. So we're fishing about thirty minutes an hour in. Bam, I land a, a blue cat. 47 pounds, bro. Wow. And this fish is all girth. I mean, just huge stomach. He's all cut up on his side. He was in the shallows in the brush, you know, chasing the shad, you know, and chasing the bait. And we got him in, took a bunch of pictures, and we noticed he had, like, this fork, like, this damage on his tail. He had a deformed tail. It looked weird, man. <laughs> and we took some pictures of it, and all right, cool. Turned it loose, you know. CPR all day. Went on about fishing. I ended up catching 13 blue cats that day. And awesome trip. I mean, one of the funnest trips ever. If not the funnest trip I've ever had in my life. And so we stay in contact throughout the next couple months. And, you know, this was April, beginning part of April of 2021, I believe. In July of that year, uh, Chris messaged me. He's like, hey, bro, are you available for a phone call right now? I said, sure thing, man. What's up? He calls me up. We're talking. How's everything's going? This and that. He's like, hey, dude, I got this crazy story, man. I said, go for it. And he told me, he says, you know, so I 
had this buddy on, ran into him, he ran into this buddy on the dock, and they're just going back and forth. And Chris is like, all right, man, I'm going to get out and do some fishing. And you guys need anything, give me a call. All right, cool. So a couple hours goes by, and he gets a phone call. Hey, Chris, this is Salter. He's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, hey, uh, we caught a pretty nice fish, uh, but our scale is broken. You have a scale? He's like, yeah, where are you at? He's like, right here at the dock. He goes on in and starts weighing the fish, starts looking at it. And he's like, you mind if I take pictures? And he's like, no, not at all. Start taking pictures. And he starts looking at the tail. He says, hey, this fish looks familiar. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Chris pulls out the pictures of when I caught it back in April. And sure enough, it's the same fish, man. That tail, dead giveaway. Oh, wow. Dead, dead giveaway. So Chris did a freaking video on it, bro, and, and basically said, here's the moral of the story. You want to know if CPR works and why we do CPR? This is why. Because Prime example fish, right there. <laughs> exactly. You can't get any more detailed and any more perfect than, than that. And, you know, he says, this this gentleman, you know, got to catch it and enjoy it. It was his bucket list fish, his PB. He released it. He says, hey, I want you to, and, and, and I said it, you know, go back and get bigger for somebody else to catch. It'd be somebody else's PB. <clears throat> and sure enough, but the thing is, it lost weight. It dropped five pounds oh, from April to, to July because of the spawn. Ah, so, I see. So, you know, when fish are spawning, just like when, when deer are ready, they have one thing and one thing on their mind, and that's it. Oh, they no, eat, yeah. You know, they live off their fat. Their body starts eating their fat, and this guy dropped weight, so he was 42 pounds only. So I was like, well, thank God he didn't gain any weight. He didn't beat the, because I have the record on the boat so far. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Chris was like, that's freaking awesome. So, yeah, so that's that's a that's a pretty awesome story. Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest stories out there, if you ask me. Oh, no, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Living <laughs> proof that CPR works. <clears throat> Definitely, man, that's awesome. I'm going to say, here's another question, but you basically already answered that. Your favorite species of fish to catch? Obviously, oh, flatheads. <laughs> flatheads, and then I'm going to be straight honest with you, bro. Blue cats is right there, man. If, put it this way. If I was a New Mexico resident and I lived in New Mexico, blue cats would be my favorite fish all day, man. They're, they're so much fun. Their bite, when they hit, bro, the takedown, and you lock it down, you don't let them, like, run with it. Like, on a flathead, you leave the rod open, you know, the bell. Mm -hmm. You leave it open so they can take line, and you can hear your clicker, you know. With blue cats, you're using nothing but circle hooks, you know. That's the hook of, of preference, you know. And you just lock it down, and they hook themselves, and you see that takedown, and you feel the boat move. Oh, my God, bro, there's nothing like it in the world, man. I mean, that's – that's I've never been deep-sea fishing, so I can only imagine. But to me, there's nothing like it. So blue see, cats is right there with flathead, bro. That's that's awesome that how they do, like, a takedown like that. See, I've, oh, it's unreal. I've done some deep-sea fishing before, gone out. Mm -hmm. When a barracuda hits and just takes off, yeah. man, that's crazy. Yeah, I've heard about that too. But then also, yeah. everybody gets pissed because your lines get all tangled up. Oh yeah, yep. I've also <laughs> heard about that. And, they, they, and all what I've also heard about that is if you get like a record fish or even like a big shark on, they just cut your line. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I, they don't mess around. I'm like, man, I would get so pissed off if somebody did that. But I understand it's part of the rules of the boat, you know. Mm -hmm. I get it. <laughs> no, I've I've done yeah. some deep sea fishing tours and stuff with um mm -hmm. at a newport landing and out of san diego okay okay and there's one that we did i think it was out of san diego somewhere that we were mm -hmm. fishing at night for squid okay, okay. The, That's the, cool. the big old giant humboldt squid and yeah. those suckers <laughs> for sure put up a fight it's crazy 
Oh, I bet. I bet. Because huh? it's like, there's no real like muscle to them. It's more of like a little jet propulsion system that they have, and they yep. put on a fight just with that. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. I've never been deep sea fishing, but I it's it's on my bucket list. You know? I wanted to check off blue cats first, so now deep sea is next, brother. It's, it's going to happen soon. I don't know. It's Hopefully like... This same here. I, I want to go out again because I want to do some tuna fishing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's 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 man. I've read nothing but but great stuff about that. So oh no. Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you ever want to do some uh, solid flathead fishing around here, bro, and I don't know what your schedule is. I I work Monday through Thursday, and um, you know I'm off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so I mean, let me know, man. You're always welcome to come out with me, and you can you can film. I don't. A lot of people know my spots around here. I'm not one of those guys that. Oh, you know, this is my spot because you know what, man? People are gonna fish out here. It's open land, you know. I don't, I don't own it. Everybody pays for their license, you know. No, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's one of those things where I, I kind of joke about it. Oh, you're not gonna see my spot, but nah, it's all good, man. So if you ever want to go, man, let me know, man. And we'll oh no, yeah, out. definitely. Um, Get you out there, for sure. One, one last question that I have. Yep. Do you think Yuma waters have some of the best fishing for I this area? Go. <laughs> by far man by far i know that i know that there's people catching big fish in bartlett up in arizona and roosevelt and all that and the salt river but you see a majority of the more consistent fish the steady catching from the colorado river and i'm talking about from all the way to the lower colorado bend down there on the or the cocoa bend which is down there by morales dam and all that you know all the way up to walter's camp even past that all the way up to like parker you know, oh, you see a majority, and not just you know flatheads and channel cats. You see a shit. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Oh a, no, you're good. <laughs> you see a whole bunch of uh, you know stripers, you know largemouth, smallmouth bass, and, and you know it's it's because the abundance of bait we have in our waters. You know, the, the bluegills, the shads, the, the carp. You know, um, it's it's unreal. The tilapia. So, yeah, I say by far in Arizona, and I know I probably get a lot of guys. You know beg to differ piss a lot of guys off but man in my opinion hands down yeah we got some of the best waters around bro no yeah it's like so far since i've so i've only lived out here for about six months now uh -huh. and since i've been out here it's honestly it's been pretty awesome to just drive 10 minutes down the road and be able to go fishing in in that for sure man i see these guys on the like the ach page in arizona up in phoenix and like around there they're like oh geared up to go fishing been planning this and they got to drive two hours. They got to drive an hour. They got to drive three hours. And I'm like, dude, I got to drive 15 minutes. I'm at my fishing spot. No, oh, yeah. You know? And it's just like, for me, when in California, it's like I I used to have to make sure I prepare and make a date and everything. And then yeah. drive a half hour to an hour to most of the places. Yeah. That's, man, I can, oh, man, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be crazy. It may be one of those <laughs> where you can only do it so often. And, you know, imagine those days when you go out and get skunked. You know, I mean, yeah, I know. You're not gonna fish or catch fish every time. They call it catching. You know, or else you'd be catching, not fishing. But no, yeah. Like, <laughs> drove all this way, made this trip, made this plans for this trip to get skunked, man. <laughs> no, it's like right now, my, my wife, she's on a, a skunk streak. She she hasn't caught anything since we've moved out here. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> she she gets she gets mad at me whenever I go, and it's just like, uh, you caught something? <sighs> well, I'll uh, you guys, I'm telling you, man. Let's uh, let's all get together and. Man, I'll change that for you guys, man. I'll get you guys on something good, bro. Oh, no, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely be, <laughs> be down for that to make her happy with, with that. Definitely. Hey, man, happy happy wife is a happy life. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto I live by, man. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, bro. Have to make something happen.
Well, we've been doing this for about 35 minutes, so that was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was good, man. That was awesome. I enjoyed that. First podcast ever, and I thank you. Big, hey, big, big shout out to you, bro. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe we could do this again another time and just talk yeah. about other things. Or who knows, 35 yeah. minutes, unless you want to go for another like 10, just talk about hunting stuff. Yeah, man. I'm down for that. Stand it. Cool. So then I know you said you hunt a lot on, um, what is it, the reservation, Quashan? Yeah, the reservation, yep. A lot of deer hunting. Um, I hear that there is some deer out here more towards, I guess it would be YPG. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know I've seen a lot of um, bighorn out there by, like, Mitri mm-hmm. and like, going closer that way towards what is... I know there's a place up there. Like desert, is there a place up there called Desert Shores or something like that? It's called Hidden Shores. Or Hidden Shores. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, oh, yeah there's a bunch of them up there. I remember, yeah, there was a time, because I, I work in pest control. So we get to drive around a lot, checking areas, basically. And there was one day that we went up there, and just right there on the golf course up there, just walking along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's crazy you say that, you bring that up, because I had never seen a ram until last year upriver. We were coming back from a fishing trip, and my buddy's like, hey, there you go, Lugo. And I'm like, what? He's like, there's a ram. And I'm like, oh, my God, taking pictures and all that, binoculars <laughs> and all that. Well, about three years ago, my son – and then he was probably like seventy. Man, he was about eight years old. He went out. He went out for a, uh, a ride in the general um, with his tata, and they went out towards Hidden Shores and all that. They went those backways and all that. And he says, "Dad, guess what I saw?" And I'm like, "What?" And he said, "I saw a ram." And I'm like, "Really, dude?" He's like, "Yes." And I told my wife, "I said this lucky little kid, <laughs> you know, eight years old. I've never seen a ram in my life, and this kid, he's eight years old. He's seen. It. I was happy for him. I was like, dude." That's that's so awesome, man. He got he had his little phone. He took some pictures and all that. You know, he was stoked. So, that's cool. Yeah, there's a out there. Yep. Yeah, that was one thing that where were we? Me and my nephews, we had a, did a a kayak camping trip off of mm-hmm. at a what is it? It's up there, the Hoover Dam. Oh yeah. Okay. So we booked an outfitter to get a permit to drop us at the bottom of the dam. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then from there, we made a, a two day camping trip. Or a two-day trip, basically. Yeah. Dropped us in. We paddled about six, seven miles. Mm-hmm. Camped. That next morning, or, yeah, that next morning, we caught a, I caught like a 23-inch rainbow trout. Nice. That's a good one right there, bro. And then my cousin, he caught probably right around the same length in a big old channel cat. Oh, nice. Yeah, that thing was huge. Yeah, that's awesome, man. But it was funny. It was like that a trout. It was more of just line of sight fishing. It was right there on the shore, yeah. right up close, real shallow. And all I did was just throw a power bait right there, right in front of him, and it took it and ran. Now, you said that was in the river. Yeah, that was the Colorado River. Now, was that okay? This is probably maybe this is a dumb question, but I'm not too keen on on trout. But was that a stock trout or was that a native trout? I think it may have been a stocked. I'm not too sure. Is is yeah. there like a specific way depending on like the color of the meat? I, I that's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't be able to tell you offhand. I've always heard that rainbow trout are, you know, they're stocked trout, and if you see them in the wild, they've somehow got through the system. But then I've also heard that there's a species of wild rainbow trout. So yeah, I've like heard I the said, same I'm thing not, too. Yeah, I'm not no trout expert. You know, I've caught rainbow trout, I've caught brown trout, and I've caught those German type trout or whatever. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I know the German trouts, they're they're native, they're they're you know, 
native fish in, in certain waters. And so, you know, they were, that was that was an awesome catch for us right there. But, That's, yeah, I heard different words. So it's like when I cleaned that, that fish out, it mm-hmm. it had pink meat. So it was very much like salmon almost. It was it was a good fish. It tasted real good. So the pink meat, that would tell me that it was uh, it was uh, probably a wild trout, wouldn't it? Aren't, aren't That's what I would think. Trout, aren't the farmer's trout like white meat? That's what I think uh, as well, yeah. Because I remember yeah. fishing Kern River area, um, northern California, and yeah. I've caught some small, they're probably about 10, 12-inch little rainbows with yeah. pink meat. Yeah, so... I mean, like I said, I, I, I would love for somebody to educate me on that. I'm all ears. You know, I, I, I don't know 100%, you know. You ask me about catfish, and I'll give you the answer. But trout, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm one of the the, the the pond guys. When they're stocked in the pond, I'll go out and fish them. I'll throw my rainbow trout up, my rainbow bait out there, and my salmon eggs, and I'll go all day. But as far as wild, I have no clue, man. No, yeah, see, and so really what I was getting to out with that kayak camping trip, we were – we were on our way back from after oh, yeah. packing up and everything. Uh-huh. And we were already paddling back to where they were going to pick us back up. And right uh-huh. there on the shore, basically, close, what is that? I'm trying to think of the name of the beach that was right there. I think it was like Willow, Willow's Beach or something like that. Uh-huh, okay. Um, right there, there was a whole bunch of bighorn just chilling right there at oh, the side of the river. Yeah, that's badass. That's awesome, man. Yep. That's it's, it's crazy, man, because like I said, when we saw them upriver... We saw one, and then, bam, we saw another one right after that. And they weren't big, but just seeing them like that and the sun was hitting them, bro, I was just like, dude, this is awesome. Like, there's nothing better than seeing something like that in the wild. Oh, no, yeah. Habitat, doing his thing, you know, that that was just, man, it gave me chills, bro. Just like with that bald eagle I saw the other day, you know, that was something else. Oh, I seen that, yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was America right there, bro. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, fuck yeah, man. So, have you ever done any predator hunting out here, or heard of people that do? Um, I've done some coyote hunting. You know, that's that's a, that's about as extent as I did. We went out one weekend and we didn't get drawn for deer, and so we went out. We got our our hunting license and all that, and started calling them in and all that. You know, and and uh, and it, it was pretty fun though, bro. It was it was a lot of fun, man. Let's see, that's that's one thing that I want to try just to get myself one, at least one coyote skull. Just have that as a little trophy. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. They're fun, man. They, they're a lot of fun to hunt, bro. That's one thing that I've heard. Cause, so I have a, another buddy of mine that has a podcast, um, mm-hmm. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. Okay. And lately, he's been on a streak with basically pounding dogs left and right out there in California. Oh, nice. That's freaking awesome. And he, he's just been all up on it. But he's been using a shotgun to shoot him with. Oh, really? Is he using a slug or like some buckshot? I think so. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a cool, pretty cool shot, man. That'd be, you'd have to get him in close, you know? No, yeah, and that's what, I think that's what it is. He brings him in to at least, I think it's like 50 yards. Yeah, that's crazy, man, how, how the sound, you know, that those, those calls, I'm assuming he's using a call, you know? That, oh, no, yeah, he is. <laughs> how close they come in and how fast they run. It's like, wow, that's, that's just, that's unreal, man. And no, then they I- stop. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I, I've seen the the ability that a, a coyote has. So in California, my parents they have um, two and a half acres, mm-hmm. and my dad raises goats. Okay. So there was one night. It was probably two, three in the morning. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. we hear one of our goats screaming its head off. Oh no! 
we run out there, see a goat kind of flopping on the ground like like it needed help or some sort. And then uh-huh. in the distance by the by the streetlight, you could see a coyote, mm-hmm. just like the, the silhouette of a coyote just sitting right there on the other side of the fence. Yeah. So it's like, well, wow. we knew he was in there doing something. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. They're ruthless, and it's crazy. By themselves, they're they're ruthless, but when they're in a pack. Oh, no, yeah. Like, holy crap, dude, it's, that's unreal stuff, man. That's just crazy how they act, you know, when they're packed up. They're, oh, no, they're yeah. Just, they're not afraid of nothing. You oh, know? no, yeah. I, I've came in contact with coyotes before just – out there in California, just riding my bike, and this thing's like ten feet away from me, just kind of chilling, just kind of checking me out. Wasn't afraid yeah, of me definitely. either, so it was just like, uh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things, and and you know what's what's even scary is like over in Phoenix, you know, they're getting they're getting out of control like that, and they're just getting super brave because heard, they're getting they, used to it. You know, they roam the neighborhoods out there. I hear is like there was a thing on yep. TikTok that I had seen where there was one chilling on someone's car. Yeah, I saw that same thing. I'm like, wow, man, that's, you know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to have my little kids running around outside with those things running, you know? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Jeez. But definitely, man, that's that's not good. Oh, whoa, what's going on here? Okay. <laughs> my phone was tripping out. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. So, so how about you, man? How, how do you? How do you? Uh, how'd you get in? If you don't mind me asking a question, how'd you get into the podcast? You know, like. So honestly, it was it was because of my my friends that have the podcast. That, like, so I started it because since I work in pest control, I'm driving around a lot by myself. Yeah. So then, once I first started it, it was basically me in my work truck just talking about anything. There you go. <laughs> ah, there you go. And after that, I was like, I kind of upgraded my equipment slowly. And then just from there, now I have a pretty good recorder now and mm-hmm. just kind of went from there. And it's just really, it's like I find time whenever I can to record. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. And it's like That's lately cool, we've been doing it more, more as a family though, too. It's like me and my wife and then my stepdaughter, she'll, we'll all jump in. And like, I think our last one was, we were talking about, we hiked up Telegraph Pass. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we did a little yeah. thing about that, and then just some of the other little trips and stuff that we've done around here. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Well, I think that's awesome that you're doing it, man. It's it's uh, there's uh, there's a lot of people out there that do stuff, but there's only a few that are trying to put you know Yuma on the map, and that's that's kind of what I'm doing as well. Is trying to get the catfishing game, you know, because it's always been a bassing community, you know. And, oh no, and that's and one thing that I to... see in like Yuma fishing forum too is just. Everyone on there, bass left and right. Yeah, and, and it's it's all about recognition, and I'm trying to bring it. And I'm not trying to blow myself up in any other in any way possible. I'm just trying to blow our 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 town up and let people know, hey, we want to watch out for them little boys. Them dudes know how to catch catfish, you know. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so I like the podcast, bro. That's a good that's a good good thing you're doing, man. So, oh no, yeah, it's like I appreciate that. With having you on here now, it's going to be like okay. I'm just trying to spread the word about a lot of the fishing stuff that's out here just because yeah. from what I've seen so far, it's pretty awesome out here. It's it's there, bro. You just got to put in the time and the effort. And, you know, you got to you got to educate yourself on on what's out there and what to use and you know and, and it, it'll happen, you know. And you're going to be out there fishing one of these days and all of a sudden you're going to pull in a 30-pound fledge and you're going to be like, "What the heck? <laughs> this ain't no joke. This is this is what it's all about, you know." <laughs> Oh, no, I'm waiting for that one one of these days. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. So I think I told you about, like, how I was going out there to Laguna Dam. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was out there, I was actually using one of my ocean rigs that has like a big old, mm -hmm. I don't even know what kind of size hook it was. Mm -hmm. I know it was, it was a large hook because <laughs> it was for, for shark fishing. Oh, yeah. And threw a weight on, threw a live tilapia, and uh -huh. probably within the first 15 minutes, I got a couple hits. Nice. But nothing nothing stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... When, when, when was that? Probably a little over... Or le a little less than a month ago. Yeah, if you go out there and you do that now, I bet you anything you'll catch something. <laughs> that time of year, bro. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year, man. I'm telling you. Well, I don't, I don't got anything else. So other than that, we, we can right, sign man. off now. And um, I don't know if you want to put any plugs for for anything. Any? Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, you know, if anybody wants to come uh, check out what I got, and you know, tackle wise, or check out the page, it's nine two eight Flathead Boys. Once you get on the page, shoot me a message or, you know, give me a call. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not all about making money. I'm just about putting people on, you know, good quality gear that they can't find anywhere in town. And I know a lot of people don't like ordering. They don't know what to order. Well, when you come into my shop, you're going to have it in hand. You're going to be able to see what you want and what you get. Plus, you'll have me here to help you, you know, recommend you what to use. And, you know, so if you guys want to, uh, you guys want to further your game, give uh, Muddy River Catfishing a a shout out, go check out his web, his Facebook page, Muddy, Cat, Muddy River Catfishing, or on YouTube, go check it out. He's on there, give you great, great tips, tricks. You guys will see some cool stuff, some big, big fish being caught, man. It's, it's a great channel. Cool. That's awesome. And then yeah. they can always hit you up on Facebook and whatnot for tips, tricks, anything really, too? Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I am not uh, tight with anything that I know. You know, I, I am always willing, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, excited for the newbies so i can get them on you know something good and 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 always willing to help anybody out anybody that wants to learn i'm willing to help them and then one last thing so we'll we'll talk about it on here real quick before signing yep. off um yep. once we're done right here just don't hang up real, real quick <laughs> okay. and then cool. also um possibly maybe future podcasts or something like that with you if we do, um, like how I mentioned it before in the messages, would you want to bring someone else on just so we can just sit there and just chit-chat? Yeah, definitely. I got a couple people in mind uh, that I would love to bring on. And guys that – I got one guy that he's got a lot of fishing experience, and he catches he catches some hogs, man. He's, he can put you on some big fish too. And, you know, I got a couple – like I said, a couple other guys. So just let me know ahead of time, and we'll set something up. And, and uh, it'll be an opportunity for my boys to come in here and we'll – Oh, no, no, yeah, and, and that one I would say it would be more of a in-person one instead of like this over the phone. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I'm willing. I can travel as well too, so you know, um, just let me know the name, name and spot. Like I said, I enjoy doing this, so uh, I'm up and willing to do it more, and just let me know, and we'll make it happen. Cool, cool. So, with that, we're signing off. Um, and, and until next time, basically. Right on, right on, brother. Tight line. Cool. cool.